This JP Sports Podcast brought to you as a service of First Bankers Trust, member FDIC. Chris Dornbush, State Farm Insurance, Carthage and Hamilton. Tucker, Hartzell and Bryan, Attorneys at Law. Bergman Farm Supply, Carthage. Marine Bank and Trust, Carthage, Hamilton and Augusta, member FDIC. Carthage Mutual Insurance and its area agents. The Hancock County Veterinary Clinic, Hamilton. Carthage Veterinary Clinic, Carthage. Fortress Bank, member FDIC. Memorial Medical Clinics of Hancock County. Caps, Ancelet, Rasmussen, and Eisenhockel, Attorneys at Law. John Hawkinson, State Farm Insurance, Hamilton. Morton Buildings, Carthage. And the Carthage DQ Grill and Chill Restaurant. Hello and welcome to the JP Sports Pod. I'm your man, Ethan Lillard, and today we are here to talk Hancock County sports. First off, just wanted to say yes, we are moving right into the spring sports season. I will have plenty of interviews and plenty of recaps for the opening games, opening week, interviews with coaches on what they expect this season. But just wanted to take it back first to the winter sports season. We had a big announcement. The Illini West head coach, Bill Rasmussen, made it official that it was his last season coaching this past season. So he's officially stepping down. And Illini West will soon announce their new head coach. So I just wanted to take the time, sit down with Bill, and give him his last interview. And talk with him about what all he's experienced in his time as an assistant coach and a head coach at Illini West in Carthage. So we're going to go ahead and cut right on into that interview. And as I said, later on, we will definitely bring you all of the spring sports content that we possibly can. But for now, here is former Illini West head coach, Bill Rasmussen. Joined today by uh, former Illini West head coach, Bill Rasmussen, thank you for joining me today, Coach. Appreciate you taking time out of your day to come into the Journal Pilot and get this done. Thanks for having me, Ethan. Yes, sir. Uh, does, that, does that feel weird hearing that? Former well, head coach? I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know, it, it's odd because it was a four-year run, but it seems like it was yesterday that, that, it, that it happened or started as well. So, um, and I've been... You know, I've sort of come to grips. I've known for quite some time that the last year was going to be the last year. I just didn't want anybody knowing about it because I didn't want to have to do interviews like this. Right. No, I get you. I get you totally. Us media guys, man, I tell you, well, anything we can get our grubby hands on, I tell you. You want uh, your scoops. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it seems like, you know, you kind of stepped up and I wouldn't say, I don't know whether to say, you know, got tossed into the head coach role or you kind of just stepped up and filled that void because like after Hughes left that first season that he left was kind of you know he didn't have a choice he had to leave it was kind of abruptly so you kind of just stepped up and filled that void so I mean did you plan on being the head coach for as long as you did or you know just walk me through the process when it all began yeah yeah I mean it just you know John his family had an amazing opportunity and and I don't think they and when I say they, the family, they, I don't know if they really wanted to leave. It's just they couldn't not leave, if that makes right. sense. And, and it happened so late in the year. I mean, it was 
middle of August. And um, then when that happened, um, then it was it was obvious that uh, they weren't going to be able to find a, a a replacement for John at that time, you know, a week before school starts. So um, it was sort of up in the air. And um, to be honest, it was it was a group of the the senior group of kids came and approached me and said, hey, would you be willing to do this? And thought about it and, and really just thought it'd be sort of a one year deal. Um, and one year turned into four. So right. it, it, was, it was a, you know, a fantastic run, great kids. And you know, I love the game of basketball, but I always thought that I was just sort of keeping the seat warm um, for, for an educator to come in. It makes more sense for an educator, to, in my opinion, to, to be out there, to, to be in the, the daily grind of, of the school process and, and be the coach. And, and that makes it more, uh, it makes it easier for the school to find an educator if there's a teaching jo- or a coaching job sort of tagged on to the teaching job or to the coaching job. And, and that just makes more sense. I mean, you know, yeah. schools are in the business of educating kids, not, not coaching kids. So right. we, we want to get the best educators we can. And, and so I sort of held the seat warm until there was that opportunity. And it's my, and that's what they're doing now is they're bringing in a new teacher and having that, that coaching position tied to it. So uh, I was, I was grateful and happy to do it for the four years, but um, for the good of, not only the program, but but more importantly for the the students at Illini West, it's time for me to step aside. And how long were you an assistant before you stepped into that head coaching role? Oh my, I was. I started with Carthage and Eric Bryan. Uh, the first year I was on the bench, I, I just remember the kids. It was Joe Reed's senior year, which I think would have been oh two oh three. Also Tim Parrish's and and and. Uh, Casey Ager, those guys, because we beat them in a regional championship against when it was just still Nauvoo down on La Harp. So I think that was 0203. So from 0203, um, so through all of the rest of Carthage and then the first year of Illini West, Eric Bryan was the coach. And then Coach Noble came in for a year. I did not assist it that year. And then Coach Hughes came in, and then I was with him the whole time. So, um, so if it's 0203 and this is 18, that would be 16 years. So... 15 to 16, so I guess it would have been 11 years as an assistant. So, man, I've been doing it a while. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, lawyer slash coach, that's that's a, you know, coaching, it requires a lot more than people realize. And, I mean, you, being a lawyer, you already got a lot on your plate. What's, what was it like playing, you know, wearing multiple hats like that? Well, I, you know, I made the joke a lot of times that I'd sleep in March. <laughs> you know, and, and it was one of those things that, one, I had gr- a great staff um, throughout the years. Um, Coach Lafferty was with me all the time, but had other coaches. Um, you, you know, uh, Brad Gooding was with me my first year and was a tremendous help, him him being out there at the school. And then I had Craig Weir, the la- you know, two of the last three years, and, and he was he was wonderful to work with as well. Um, and then, you know, I had Coach Houston and, and uh, Coach Fisher and Coach Eaton, so I had a, I had a great staff that that, that helped a lot, um, and you know technology. Although most people that know me uh, are probably chuckling, thinking that I actually use technology, <laughs> but you know having the ability to have the, the the programs that we have to where I can watch film, you know, on a lunch hour sitting at my desk or um, on an iPad or, or something like that. Um, so to be able to do those technological things of breaking down film and 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 stuff like that. Um, at, at odd times, you don't have to set aside a certain time to do it with a, 
you know, back in the old days with a VHS and your VCR right, right. in front of you. So um, that that made things easy as well. Um, and and like I said, it was one of those that I think because I'd I'd worked with with Eric and John, two great head coaches, that you know I understood. You know, I knew what I was getting into, so that that made it a little easier as well. Right. And that that familiarity with the kids, I'm sure, helped you tremendously as well. As you said, you weren't the one who really went out and pursued that position. The kids had came up to you and asked you about it. Yeah, in, in that first year, I think I was hired, you know, officially hired maybe two or three weeks before the season started. Um, and you know, that first year we didn't do much different than what John had done the year before. And it was a senior laden team that was back with, you know, Bennett and Mellinger and Ard and, and, and Nate Palmer. And so we, you know, you had fourth seniors that had started the year before and we just did a lot of the same stuff. I mean, there's always, you know, anytime there's a different head coach, there's always a little different, you know, quirks that each coach has. But as far as um, a lot of the sets and a lot of the, the, the pattern offenses and defenses, we, we did a lot of the same stuff. So that first year, it was really simple because you had such a senior-laden team um, and we were doing a lot of the same stuff that we were we were able to hit the ground running. And, and that obviously helped as a first year of a head coach because – there's a big difference between you know sitting on the bench and being that assistant versus standing on the sidelines and being the head coach. So um, you know it, it helped a lot having those seniors in that first year. Definitely. One thing I've never uh, actually talked to you about, Uh-oh, but this I've, is dangerous. I've, I've, I've observed <laughs> on the sidelines is I, it seems like the lawyer in you comes out a lot with the way you talk to officials and try to you know kind of joke around with them, but sometimes you're not you're not afraid to get on them either. So, I mean, does, does that, kind of, that kind of help you a little bit when it came to coaching? Well, I think the biggest thing that my profession helped me is the ability to really think and act on the fly. Right. Um, when I'm in a jury trial, I don't, I don't have the time to sit and analyze and think, geez, what should I do? I mean, it's, it's moving at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't object to that question um, before the answer comes out, it's too late. And a lot of that's in a basketball game. You, you've got to think three steps ahead. And the same in, in trials and in, in the work that I do professionally. So I think that helped me a lot um, to, to know that. It's not, it's a lot of coaching certainly is reaction. You know, you're reacting to what's going on. But a lot of it also is thinking, like I said, thinking three steps ahead. And um, that certainly that was a part of my profession that, that, that helped. Um, but yeah. Uh, working the officials and talking with the officials. I did a lot of that as an assistant, too. <laughs> and, and I think that also helped. Like I said, having been an assistant for as long as I did, mm. or as long as I was, you know, I know the officials. They know me. Um, and, you know, I, I knew what you can get away with and what you can't, and who you can talk to and who you can't, and how you can talk to them. And I did a lot of that probably, if you ask Coach Hughes, maybe a little bit too much anyway when I was an assistant. <laughs> so it, it, it rolled in um, is the head. Now, that being said, I think I might have got a couple of T's that I probably shouldn't deserve, shouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have deserved my first year just because I was the rookie head coach. Yeah. When you're a rookie, you you know officials like to point out that they've been doing a lot longer than you have. But um, mm. throughout the last couple of years, I think I'm – Maybe got away with a couple of things I shouldn't have. <laughs> happens. That's what happens with time. Like you said, 11, yeah. 11 years, that's a while. So, I mean, 
you're going to have a lot of free time on your hands now. What, what are you going to do with all that free time now? I, I might actually start golfing again. You know, hey, there you uh, go. I, I, I used to golf a lot, and then I realized how bad I was, and, and golfing wasn't any fun. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, and, and so um, I'll probably do a little of that. Um, I fully anticipate uh, the Cubs being good again this year, so, um, so I will enjoy watching uh, them play. That's a great thing about you know, summer and, and baseball is there's always a game on. Always. Um, so, uh, and, and then, you know, as with the case of every year, you know, now I'm, I'm digging out and, and getting caught up at, at work. And, you know, I mean, the my office and my staff have been wonderful. And, and, and not only them, but the legal profession from the, the judges in the courthouses to other attorneys, you know, that I, I think – and speaking for them, especially the other attorneys and the judges, I think they were a little jealous of what I had the opportunity to do. So they understood that, you know, if you call Bill at 3.30, he's not going to be in the office. So, right. you know, and and um, so I'll actually have to work till 5 o'clock and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> So and not have that great excuse of I'm at the gym. So, um, but, yeah, I plan on playing a little golf and, and – but I – I'm not going to be completely away from the game of basketball. There's just it's right. it's in my blood, so exactly. I'm sure I'll be doing things um, associated with it come next winter. Exactly. What's one of your favorite things? Was one of your favorite things about coaching? You know, obviously you said it's in your blood. It's something that you know you'll probably stick with you forever. What's one of the, your favorite things, or was one of your favorite things about coaching? Well, a couple of things jump out. I mean, one is just the kids. I, I mean, the kids were were great to work with. Um, I'd make the joke they'd make you feel old and young at the same time. I mean, old because, I mean, you know, I'm 42, and, mm. you know, to, to a 17-year-old kid, that's like Methuselah. You know, I'm the <laughs> oldest person in the world. Um, so I think that, that you know, that makes you feel old at times because I know how they'd sort of look at you like, geez, coach, how do you, you know, what do you know about that? But then again, it makes you feel young because you're around young kids. Um, and, and so that's enjoyable. Um, and... And, you know, throughout the four years, just a, a great group of kids. Uh, it's You hear a lot of people talk about the millennials and how lazy they are. And, and there is a different, they are a different group of people. But um, not, and not only in my four years as the head coach, but all the years as the assistant. You know, we've had some, some wonderful people um, that I've had the pleasure of coaching and, and, and certainly will always look fondly upon that. But the other thing, too, though, is, is having the opportunity to coach with Coach Lafferty. Um, you oh, know, yeah. coach was, he was my sixth grade coach. So <laughs> that might date him a little bit, um, just, a little bit. just a little bit. He deserves to be dated. Um, <laughs> but you know, here's a guy that, you know, he was one of, if not my best friend in high school, even though he was my, my coach, you know, the, the pickleball games and the, yep, the, the same for me. Yeah. The, the one-on-one games of basketball and, and the time in his coach's office and talking about Seinfeld and, and all those things to then, and then I was an assistant with him, so being able to just sit on the bench and talk about things and joke about other things, and then to having him be my assistant coach, and and just the, I mean, what a what a fantastic not only person he is, but a lot of people I I don't think I think that people think of him as a football coach, and he just do basketball. I mean, he he has a passion for the game of basketball, and and is a, is a great coach, and and helped me a lot. Um, I remember. 
last year we had that that overtime game and I think it was single it might have even been double but down at Pittsfield against Pittsfield and you know Pittsfield went 26 and 2 in the regular season we beat them and QND beat them so I mean they were a quality basketball team and he was down there and it was just me and him um, coach Fisher and coach Weir were gone that game and the the things that he would say to me you know talk about thinking about three steps ahead he's eight steps ahead mm-hmm. he is hey you, you know um Porter's got four fouls. What are we going to do if he fouls out? You know, and, and I'm thinking, well, you better not have jinxed it here. But, yeah. you know, things like that. And, and, and to win a game like that that was so hotly contested was was a lot of fun as well. So having those, and, and although he hates bus rides, as we all do, yeah. you know, those bus rides home after a big victory are, are a lot of fun and, and will certainly be missed. But but um, just being able to be around coach every day was for four years was a – was a joy for someone like me that got to spend so much time with him when when I was growing up. So um, that that'll be missed just that daily interaction with with Coach Lafferty because for those that have been around him, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I uh, I'm still in contact with him constantly. Whenever we hang out, it's just you know it's like I'm a high school kid again, and mm-hmm. you know I just he's a great guy, great mentor. Can't say anything bad about the guy. Well, he's well, a can, Illini fan, so I, I, I'm I sure can, people can come up with something. And he's a Cardinal fan, and he's a Bear fan. So for me, there's three things that I can say bad about him right there. But um, but other than that, yeah, it, it's uh, someone people that have bad things to say about Tim Lafferty. I, I greet with a lot of skepticism. Let's put it that way. Yes, I agree with you there, 110. percent Speaking of uh, fond memories, you brought up the Pittsfield game, the bus rides, things like that. I know you coached for 11 years, so there's a lot of memories. There's a lot of great experiences. But, uh, you know, if, if somebody had to ask you, you know, is there one thing in your coaching career you go back and look on that you're just like, wow, how did that happen? Or, you know, one of your more favorite memories or maybe a couple favorite memories from coaching all those years? Oh, boy. I mean, there's been so many throughout the years. and Some, you know, sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff where – even if it was, geez, you know, we're working on a play and the play works that, you know, we might have won the game by 30 or lost by 30, but, you know, we as a coaching staff, whether I was the head or the assistant and, you know, breaking down the X's and O's and, and how can we do this or how can we do that, uh, you, you know, my first year winning that regional down at La Harp um, was, was really special. Um, you know, we had a we had a good team, but Nauvoo had a great team, and, and they had gotten us twice in the regular season. We were able to get them um, at the regional championship game, and that was that was neat, um, especially as the first year. Um, you know, then fast forward to the next game I get to play at La Harp with this year. You right. know, and that was a personally, you know, as a La Harp grad, that was really neat to be able to play in that gym and 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 win handily against a very, very good team. Um, so so that was a lot of fun. You, you know, the, this year having two kids amass a 1,000 points um, w- w- was was a neat accomplishment to be able to be around. But there's there were a lot of games that, on both ways, I mean, you know, you seem to remember the losses a lot, a lot you know, that they don't go away as easy as the, the wins because the wins you think, well, you know, that's what we should have done. Um, mm. You know, there there weren't there the the QND game that was the senior night game. We knew that we'd be playing them in a week for a regional championship game, so that was the one that I basically said to the kids, "Hey, let's just play street ball and have fun." And you know, that was the one. That was probably the only game in the God. If you coach 
you know, if you're playing almost 30 games a year and for 15 or 16 years, so, you know, close to 500 games, that would probably be the only one that I can think of that was sort of a, I don't want to say a throwaway, but we weren't too worried about game plans and all that stuff. We were just going to go out and have fun. Um, but other than that, you know, there weren't games in all those years that we were game planning for that we thought, we're not going to win this game. We don't have a chance, you know. It might be one of those, boy, we've got to play a really, you know, really, really good game to have a chance. But I never, at the opening tip, I never thought that, oh, we're not going to win this game. So because of that, when you do win it, you feel like, well, that was what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't win it, then those are the ones that you remember. Um, you know, our my first year as a head coach, the, getting upset in that regional championship game, or the regional semifinal game, the first round of the regional, that one stings. Evan's senior year, um, losing, the, losing that game. Um, that stings, you know. Those are the ones that that you look back. You know, Brody senior year, the regional championship game. You know, we play at Warsaw and they couldn't miss in the first half. You know, one of those things that if they would have just had a normal shooting night, we could have pulled the upset there because we played well that night. So, and then you know, my last year's assistant that regional championship game against Pittsfield that we were up like seven with under a minute to go and managed to lose. You know, so the 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 losses sting. You know. They, they seem to sting a lot more than the, than the victories are sweet, but I think that's just because of the, of the program that we've had here with Carthage and Illini West. We've, um, I never, in all those years of coaching, there was never a team that we were below 500. So, you know, that's something to be said about that. Definitely. And, yeah, I, I uh, didn't even think about that, that little heart, you know. I, 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 de- I guess I didn't really think about that. Your first year as an assistant – you guys win a regional championship at La Harp. Then this being your last year's head coach, you get one final hurrah at La Harp. So that must have been really special for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, like you said, you've you coached. You started naming off all those guys. You've coached a lot of pretty excellent athletes. You know, obviously Brody went on to play some college ball. Evan's a professional now. He coached Jackson and Kennedy this year, and that's just four guys. You know, and then you mentioned when you stepped into the role the first year, those four seniors. So I mean. You've had, you know, plethora of just weapons and awesome uh, talents to coach and choose from. So what, what was that like being as, you know, being in the situation to have that many weapons and have that much talent? I mean, you know, a pleasure, you know, because there, and there's a lot of times I think, you know, geez, if we could have, I, I you know, Skylar McKinley was an amazing big guy, you know, and and Joe Reed was just an amazing point guard and a scoring point guard. And then you had someone like Paul Sheets, who was more of a distributing type of point guard. And, and you know, some of the shooters that we've had, you know, um, Douglas Edwards could, could shoot like nobody's business. Blake Gilbert had probably the prettiest shot that I've ever seen. And, and, and Blake could tell you, and if he was sitting right here, he couldn't guard his own shadow, but boy, he could shoot the ball, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and then you had people that, um, weren't true basketball players, um, but just loved the game and, and got every ounce of, of what they had, you know, Ashton Gronwald comes to mind. I mean, an amazing football player, um, but but had a passion for the game of basketball. Um, that that when you do, you look at his shot and, and and all those things, you'd think, oh, he's not a basketball player. But you know, a lot like the Langford kid was this year for West Haycock, an amazing football player, but a really really good basketball player too. Right. Small small town. Uh, point guard, you know, Ashton was hurt basically his whole senior year, but he wouldn't tell anybody, and, and you wouldn't know it by the way he was playing. So, you know, I mean, just some some great 
great talent, great kids to, to, to work with. And, and yeah, we, you know, when I said that there was never a year we were under 500, there, there's a reason for that because we had great athletes. You know, I mean, Jacob Schmudwalk scored, I don't know how many points, but a lot, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'd, I'd hate to even try to think of my, you know, my first teams and my second teams and my honorable mentions because over those years, there's been some, some really good players and, and, and amazing players that we've coached against too. You know, that was always fun game planning on that too. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a great ride. What was it like this season? Cause obviously there's been a lot of ups and downs in this season. You were kind of a little bit on the downside. Obviously you had to rely on Kennedy and Jackson quite a bit because you had a younger supporting cast, some guys who maybe hadn't really played a lot of varsity minutes in the past. What, what was this last season for you like? Knowing, you know, in the back of your mind, this is my last year, and knowing that you had the two horses that you did and Porter and Gooding. Well, I mean, it, it was a challenge, um, and and every year is a challenge, um, and there's different challenges that come along with it. But but this year, you know, uh, we had two of the best players in the area. There, there's there's no doubt about it. And you can win a lot of games with with two players, and we did. Um, but then we would when. We'd run into a team that would take one or two, let alone if they took both of them away, we'd struggle. Um, and we do that going in. Um, this summer, last summer was a, was a tough summer. You know, we, you play a certain amount of games, and we didn't win one until the last game we played. So, you know, we knew the handwriting on the wall um, that it was gonna, we were going to struggle if we didn't get the, the most out of, uh, out of what we could get. Um, you know, we played, you know, Jacob Dietrich started – Every game that he played, he was hurt one game, but he started every game he played, and you know he hadn't played since he was a freshman. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so you know, having that, you know, he had his limitations, and he knew what they were. And and, and I always said that that's, you know, it's it's great to know what you're good at and to do that, but it's just as important to know what you're not good at and stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jacob was very good at that. Um, but yeah, we were we were thin, we were young, um, but we had these two horses. So. We're trying to ride those horses as much as we can, and and they did a fantastic job. You know, I was worried about foul trouble. I don't think either of them were in any real foul trouble the entire year. Um, they didn't get tired. I was worried about that. Now they might point out to me that I ran them enough in, in November that there's no way that they could have <laughs> that they could have been tired. But um, you know, th- those guys understood, and Jackson and Kennedy that that. Everything went through them, and and the, the the supporting cast did as well, and and we were able to we were able to win some games that we probably shouldn't have won. If you match up talent versus talent at the beginning at the opening tap, we would have had no business winning quite a few of those games, and and it's nice to it was nice to pull off some of those upsets. You uh, got bit by the coaching bug, and obviously you've already talked about taking that year off, but. Uh, you know, if, if somebody was to come up or if there was an opportunity to come up somewhere, you know, whether it be an assistant or just, you know, YMCA basketball or anything like that, do you, you ever see yourself maybe climbing back in the coaching ranks again after your year off or two or whenever you decide to take off? Well, my alma mater, the University of Evansville, has a head coach opening, so I, I, don't, know, I don't know why I wouldn't get that job. <laughs> um, you know, clearly I'm, I'm qualified for that. But, uh, you know, never say never. Now, I – I can't see me doing Y League or first and second graders or even fifth and sixth graders. I think that there is a unbelievable need for that. I don't think that fundamentals are being stressed nearly enough at the lower levels. 
I just don't have the patience. I mean, I, I one, I don't have the patience to to deal with um, kids, and in that case, they really are kids, as I, even though I call seniors and high school kids. But I don't have the patience to deal with with kids that don't want to be there, and 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 for me to be babysitting for two hours in practice. I, I want I want people that want to be there, and um, and I just. I don't, and not that that's all of them, but there's going to be a couple of those that are just going to be a nightmare, and, and I don't want to do with that, deal with that. And two, I'm too competitive. You know, mm. at the lower levels, everybody needs to play. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be some kids that are better than others, but when they're in fifth grade, that doesn't mean they're going to be better when they're in twelfth grade. So um, everybody needs to have the opportunity to develop and, and to be better, and you only get that by playing. And I'm just I'm too stinking competitive to, to do that. If I'm if I'm coaching, I want to win, and that's why I love varsity basketball. Um, it was you're there to win, and if you're if you're not in in my mind or the head coach's mind uh, good enough to to give us that opportunity to win, you're not going to play. And mm-hmm. it's a you know, like Norm from Cheer said, it's a dog eat dog world. Now I'm wearing a milk bone suit. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things that you know, and it's nothing against the kids. I had great kids that didn't play a lot, and but that's just the way it is. It's it, you're out there to win a game, and sometimes matchups are really important. I remember, I said Luke Burling when Luke played for us. Luke always wanted to sit next to me on the bench, and Luke was a big guy, and mm-hmm. and there were some some styles of play that just weren't going to work for him. Right. And he'd come up to me before every game and say, "Am I going to play tonight, Coach?" I mean, I don't know, Coach. I don't know, Luke. This team gets up and down a lot. And he goes, "Okay." And then there'd be times where he'd say, "Yeah, you're going to you're going to be important tonight." Okay, I'll be ready. You know, so um, you know, great kid, great uh, great understanding of of what he could do or what his limitations were. Um, but you know, he would have liked to play 32 minutes every game. It just wasn't going to happen. And right. he knew that, and we knew that as a staff. So it's it's things like that that I just because of that I don't see me being a fifth or sixth grade coach anytime soon even though right. I think that that's important. But as far as you know, being an assistant or something down the line, you know, never say never. But um, I'm gonna and there's a lot of things behind the scenes that can be done too: scouting, breaking down film, um, you know, sharing you know offensive sets, things like that. That that um, you know, in the right place at the right time, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure I'll be around to help a little. Right. And I'm sure you'll probably make it to a game or two as well along the way. Oh, yeah. I, and, and, you know, that'll be tough. I mean, it's it's going to be tough next year. I, I know how difficult it was the one year I wasn't an assistant. Um, I went to three games that year, and, and all three were really tough just mm. because, you know, we were struggling, and, and, and I thought, geez, I felt like I could have done, you know, I could have stepped in and said, hey, how about we do this, how about we do that, and I knew that wasn't my role, so I didn't, but it, it didn't make it any easier to, to not do that, so, um, and, and I know that it'll be tough just because I, you know, I want these kids to succeed, I want them to win, and, and, and varsity basketball succeeding is winning games. Um, and, and I want to see them do that. But but I don't want – it would be complete bushly of me for me to come in with a new head coach and say, hey, you need to do this and you need to do that. It's going to be his program, and so that, that's going to be one of those things that um, I'm sure I will go to some games, but it might be one of those things too that um, it might be just easy to find a way to watch it on film or something like that and, and, and stay away. But um, it, it'll, be, it, it'll be an interesting year. I don't know. I don't know what I'll feel like in November, but it'll it'll be 
th- there will be a sense of loss certainly because I haven't I haven't had that. It's mm-hmm. always been, hey, it's basketball season's coming around the corner, so it'll be a it'll be a different feeling certainly. And speaking of the coaching position, mm-hmm. sounds like they're narrowing in on their decision, and sounds like it'll be announced shortly probably. Um, you know, obviously, as you said, you'd be willing to help out or do whatever. But if if the coach were to come to you and ask, you know, what's going to be this team's biggest strengths, what do they need to work on the most coming into next year, what would you tell him for Illini West basketball? Uh, I, I The same thing I told the kids. Um, you've got to get better at your ball handling. you got to get stronger. Um, those are the things that – we will struggle with next year. Um, I, I think we, we, we might struggle to score the ball, but if you're stronger and you're better at your ball handling, you're going to be able to score the ball better. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we've got a great, great weight room out at Illini West, and it needs to be used. Um, the, there's, you just you look at our kids that are going to be playing next year, um, they could all use to see the weight room. And in mm-hmm. every sport, that, that's right. not just going to help in basketball. It's going to help in football, it's going to help in baseball, it's going to help in wrestling, it's going to help in all the sports and track and field and, and cross country. So um, they, they need to hit the weights. They, they really do. Um, that, will, that will help. And then, like I said, on the, on the basketball, just the pure basketball side, of course, you know, yeah, if they were great shooters, that would be wonderful. But um, it's the ball handling that I think will, um, could be our bugaboo next year. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously something you don't have to say because it probably was a little bit personal. But what was what was it like trying to deliver a message to the kids after one last loss? Or did you kind of have a meeting with them after the game? Or was there any kind of time that you kind of told them, hey, guys, you know, appreciate everything you've done or anything like that? Or I, I mean, you know, I had sort of, I think – Especially, you know, I'd had throughout the year, I'd had meetings with Jackson and Kennedy just as captains, just like I've done, you know, all the four years I had. I mean, I've relied on my captains heavily. And, and, you know, I've always said, you know, this is your team more than it's my team. Um, So, you know, there's things that they would know just being down the locker room and being out of school with the kids that they'd know more about how things were going than than I would. And so I would rely on them on that. Understanding that that sometimes would put them in a tough position where – they're almost squealing on their friends, you know, but, um, and, and there really wasn't much of that, but, um, it it was one of those things that I relied on them. So I think that if you probably asked Jackson and Kennedy, I think they'd probably, they'd probably confess that they had an idea that this was going to be the end of the run for me. Um, but it's one of those things that I told them, you know, the, the last game of the, of of the year, um, and you know, it's always postseason, and, and you never know officially when it's going to come. You know, if you're a if you're a football coach and you know you're not making the playoffs, you, you know when the last game is, mm-hmm. and you can adjust accordingly for that. But in basketball or baseball or any other thing else, you're not planning on it being your last game. You know, you're trying to win that game. Um, so unless you're in a state championship game or I guess a third place game where you know it's the last game, mm-hmm. um, you, you, it's not like you're. You're preparing a game plan. You're not preparing a post-game speech in case right. we lose. So, and it's the hardest part of coaching is because it really it's saying goodbye and it's and it's saying thank you and it's um, and it's all those things to your seniors, and you're pointing out to your freshman, sophomore, and juniors that hey, remember what this feels like and try to not feel this way next year. You know, right. especially if it's a first round upset or something along those lines. So. Um, you know, just at the end of the after the the West Hancock game, it was a you know a thank you and a, sort of the same type of speech that we give. But 
Um, also one of those that, hey, I, I know what you're feeling as far as um, for you seniors not being able to lace them up anymore because this is the end of the line for me too. So um, it was it was neat in the fact that I did it for four years. So, you know, the senior class, that was it, was, it was my senior class too. You know, I was freshman with them and then I was mm-hmm. seniors with them. So, um, you know, it, it was sort of poetic how that worked. But as far as any canned raw, raw speeches or, or, or anything like that, that wasn't. I think if the if the kids were to to tell you about speeches or anything, they'd probably rather talk about halftime at Tremont. <laughs> what happened at halftime at Tremont? Well, it, it, we, we had you know, I mean, we were down fourteen, and and we had a it, it was a um, it was a colorful colorful talking to, shall we say that <laughs> that that even Coach Lafferty pointed out that in all his years that was that was one of the top five halftime speeches he had ever seen. So <laughs> it was. Um, there was a lot of emotion, let's put it that way, but it, it apparently did the trick because it, it was neat too that that type of game in a regional game and, and and with Jackson, you know, hitting that shot, um, that that was the fact that that was the, the the last victory for me was 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 neat as well. I was going to say I was getting ready to ask you about that postseason. How special was it? Obviously, somehow, some way, Illini West boys have still not won a regional championship, but you did make it to the regional championship this year with a team that many probably didn't see advancing that far. And as you said, came back from 14, hit a walk-off buzzer beater three with Porter. Nobody saw that. I mean, I called it before it happened. I think people, once the situation arose, I think people could could, could have called it. But at halftime, like you said, it was it was a big deficit, overcame it. It's kind of one of those storybooks, storybook endings. And you got to play county rival Wes Hancock. And obviously Wes Hancock, really, really, really tough this year. So, uh, just how special was this postseason for you and, you know, going out the way you did? Because, obviously, you made it as far as anybody else that's coached Illini West has made it. So, pretty special for you. Yeah, it, it was – that was a neat game. I mean, just – and a lot of it was because of that theater that it was created um, where, you know, we're wearing the dark jerseys, so we're the underdog um, and playing a very good Tremont team um, with, with some weapons and and – I just remember thinking that that second quarter, that was probably one of the worst quarters we had played all year. And just, I remember walking and then we gave up, you know, we had a turnover and they had a layup right at the buzzer. And I remember walking to the locker room thinking, this is not the way this run should end. Whether it be my run as head coach or this run as a season, um, you know, we were playing good basketball going in the regionals. And I'd had a chance to scout Tremont and and I thought that we would win the game. uh, you know, there's a whole lot that happens in a high school game. But I remember thinking, if we play the way we've been playing, we will win this game. And then, you know, we're, we just lay an egg in that second quarter. And, you know, it started when, you know, they make a 75-footer at the end of the first quarter. And then right. it just snowballed from there. And I remember thinking, this is not the way this should end. Whether it be, you know, the senior classes season, our entire season, my as a head coach, all those things. And, and um so then to have the comeback that we had and the, the, to play the second half the way we played because, you know, we won that game. Tremont didn't lose that game. Um, you know, it, it wasn't like they were just turning the ball over right and left and giving us easy stuff. We were, we were running our stuff. We were getting the ball inside. We were hitting timely shots outside. We were taking charges. We were doing all those little things that we have to do to win. And then, you know, with, with Jackson making that, that shot the way he did, um, that was just a, a really special moment to give us the opportunity 
um, to win a regional. I remember after the game, I said, you know, when we started in November, we said we wanted to win a regional. And you can't win a regional unless you play in a regional title game. So, you know, all the other stuff now is fluff. You, you know, here we are, one game. And, you know, we, we, were, we weren't able to, to, to win, but we lost to a really darn good team. You know, there, there, was, there was no shame in losing to that West Hancock team, but, but we gave it a good fight. And, you know, on a different day, it might end up differently, but it was still a, a, a neat opportunity to get that far. Definitely. I wish I would have been there for that halftime speech for Lafferty <laughs> to say top five. I mean, I've heard him give some pretty, pretty great halftime speeches for sure. So, I mean, that must have been a really good one. It, it was it was it was certainly from the heart. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Coach. Appreciate everything you've done for me. Um, you've been very helpful in uh, everything you've done, and I've enjoyed watching you, Coach. I've enjoyed watching your players play, and I wish the best for you and everything you do outside of the coaching world and life and beyond. So, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate that, Ethan, and appreciate all you have done for you know the local athletes. I, I mean, th- even things like this are, are really neat. I don't think people realize um, how lucky we are here in Hancock County. Um, you know, I, I know with, with WCAZ going off the air, but but now with, with you and Keith doing the things that you are doing, you know, to me it was just normal. A- after a game, it's time to go do a post-game interview. That's just the way it worked. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was talking with Coach Hughes, you know, uh, he he didn't have radio. I, I mean, right. I got to talk to him right after the after they won their semifinal game, so they're getting ready for the regional championship. And I made the joke because I knew they were playing West Hancock. I said, "Hey, you get to do interviews with Keith X again, you know." And we, we had a uh, chuckle about that. But he says, "Geez, I haven't done an interview in I don't know how long." And right. and that's the thing is just it's part of Hancock County here, and knowing that the coverage we get, and there's going to be excellent articles in the newspaper, and and, and you know. They can clip those out now in this day and age. I joked about my technology or lack thereof, but they can save these things and play them for their grandkids, I'm sure, you know, 50 years from now. So right. to, for, for the kids to have the opportunities that, that you give them are, is fantastic, and I certainly hope that it continues for a long time to come. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot to me, Coach. Thank yep. you. You're welcome.